Hello, listeners. Welcome to PR Hangover. I'm Emma Nelson, and you're listening to a public relations podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter. Grab a cup of coffee, relax, and get ready to talk all things PR. Before I talk with this week's guest, I'm going to introduce you to one of our eboard members. Hello, listeners. Welcome to PR Hangover. Today, our guest is Miss Kylie. Kylie, welcome to PR Hangover. Hi, Emma. I'm glad to be here. Yay! So happy to have you. So if you just want to start off and give our listeners a little introduction about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Kylie Reinert. I am a senior here at Grand Valley in the Advertising and Public Relations program, and I am the Vice President of Member Services for PRSSA. Ooh, fun. And you're good at your job. I'll tell the listeners that. Oh, thank you. Thanks. So are you. Stop. Stop. I'm blushing. (laughs) What are the tasks of your position? The VP of Member Services does a lot with, I guess, internal communication, just relaying like info and updates and things to members and kind of keeping tabs on like who is a member, um, their involvement, things like that. And the biggest task, I guess, that I do every week is I send out a newsletter to everyone with all of these updates as well. And what would you say the most rewarding part of your position is? The most rewarding part of my position is probably just getting to know everyone that's involved in PRSSA, um, whether that's on the e-board or just our general members, kind of getting to know a little bit more about them and getting to know people then like when I'm in class, things like that. It just really helps create like a sense of community here at Grand Valley because it is such a big school, I guess, or it can feel like that sometimes. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think once I started getting more involved, it felt like, oh, I know you, I know you, like making those connections. What would you say your favorite PRSSA memory is? I have always loved going on the tours. I find them so interesting to just kind of not like play pretend but you get to like put on your business casual clothes and like go to a real office and see how like basically what you'll be doing just a couple years and that is really cool to me um I think my favorite was probably going to Chicago this past fall like fall of 2019 um and we went to Havas I think I'm saying that right and Walker Sands, which are two pretty big firms um, in Chicago, and it was just really cool to see, like, life in the city and hear about what they do and how they've kind of grown outside of, or, like, how they've, um, like, transitioned into their careers after college, so, yeah. What is your advice for Ad and PR students here at Grand Valley? I'm sure everyone has heard this a billion times. But I would say that it's really never too early to get involved and start, like, making those connections outside of class. I know I went to my first PRSSA meeting and started, like, filling out the waters the beginning of sophomore year. And I didn't really understand how helpful it was. And so I waited until then later, I think second semester of my sophomore year, to become, like, an actual member and start really going to meetings 
And I wish I would have done that even like my freshman year, just right away, because I met so many people and learned so much about um, Adam PR and just what I was like, kind of not getting myself into, but but yeah, basically that what I was going to be doing for hopefully the rest of my life. So yeah, I would, don't be afraid to just say hi to people at meetings or reach out and just try to make those connections and get involved as early as you can, honestly. Kylie, thank you so much for joining us on PR Hangover. It was so nice chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hello, PR Hangover listeners. Today we have a very special guest, Miss Heather Wilkinson. Heather, welcome to PR Hangover. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. So if you just want to give us an introduction about yourself and what you do. Right. Yes. So um, I'm the PR director for Pearl Lemon. We're a remote working digital marketing agency. We're based out of London, but we operate globally with a remote team from all around the world. So we have staff in um, Asia, in uh, the US, actually. And um, it's just really fantastic because we do digital marketing and SEO, which is search optimization, search engine optimization. But we've recently kind of started combining that with PR to um, help companies to boost their digital PR using uh, tactics from SEO and things like that. And um, so, yes, yeah, so I've been working with ProLemon for about four months now, and it's been really, really exciting learning all about digital PR strategies and what we can expect from 2021. Ah, oh, perfect. So excited for this interview. Um, it's really exciting to have kind of a more like global guest on our podcast. We're very like localized. So this will be very fun for myself and our listeners. If you just want to describe your average workday, tell us kind of what you do, your tasks, anything like that. So the great thing with ProLemon is there is no typical workday per se in that we can set our own hours and it's very flexible. However, I generally, I try to kind of stick to a routine, you know, so it's important. So generally I'll always start with emails because we have a lot of outreach campaigns happening at the same time to, um, we have pitching for journalists that we do. We use help a reporter out in different platforms. So I'll usually start with checking email responses from journalists if I've pitched for them. Um, also, we sometimes pose as journalists. We send our own queries out saying, hey, we want your information on this stuff. So if I have sources that are offering me quotes, I'll check that as well. Um, any issues with contributors. So if they say, hey, I have an interview up on your website, but something's gone wrong, then I have to pass that on to the IT team, you know. Um, so that'll just be the emails. And then after that, I'll devote a chunk of time to actioning other tasks I have, like um, uh, content writing for PR. So if we are doing um, a guest post for a website or a strategy for clients and any of that needs copy, Sometimes that's email copy, web um, templates. I'll work on that as well. And then usually I'll take a break off to that. And then in the evening, I'll sit down and, and do some long form content, which is also really good for PR in terms of if you're writing for a client, like a guest post for a collaboration or link building. And so that's kind of my typical day. It depends what comes up in the inbox, but um, there's never a dull moment, really. 
I was gonna say, sounds like you were very busy and how exciting. Now, how have you seen PR change throughout your career and your time at Pearl Lemon? So it used to be a lot of traditional media was kind of the main way that people got PR. So usually paid features in on broadcast television, radio and printed media. So a lot of um, PR kind of went towards that. Whereas recently, obviously, with the pandemic, we've seen a huge shift to digital PR. Um, more and more consumers are online, more and more um, media is online. So companies are kind of looking for how can we boost our online presence? How can we build our online brands? And um, as well, link building has become a huge part of that process. So like small businesses and brands, they'll be looking at more creative and collaborative ways to market as opposed to just kind of, I'll pay for this feature. It's more like, hey, how can we collaborate? How can I promote your brand and you promote our brand and we build backlinks? Um, and I think we'll continue to see a lot of that as opposed to this kind of huge industry monopoly of these are the main media outlets where you want to get featured. And if you're not featured there, then it doesn't matter if that makes sense. And then for your particular position, are you doing a lot of like the communication between you and the clients or are you doing kind of like the behind the scenes stuff? So um, definitely both in terms of uh, when a client approaches us and says, can you, what can you offer us? We want to get uh, more kind of social media relevant. We want to be more, um, build our brand presence online. The first thing we'll, that we'll do, my team and I is come up with a strategy for them. So we'll say, okay, so look, this is how you can market your brand. This is what's going on in the digital space. You could be part of this, this, and this, and this. Um, then we'll write the copy. We'll reach out to journalists for them on their behalf and say, hey, my client, we think they'd be a really good fit for this. Once the journalist or the um, media outlet writes back and says, yeah, okay, that sounds good. Then I'll put them in contact with the client and then they would proceed from there, if that makes sense. But it's a lot of day-to-day -day correspondence, yes. What ways can up-and-coming PR professionals prepare themselves for the industry, um, just through your experience and what you've seen? Uh, the absolute number one tip I could give is to build a network on LinkedIn. I really cannot stress this enough. Like LinkedIn is, is the present and the future in terms of marketing, PR, um, the job market, everything is LinkedIn. So the first thing I would say is optimize your LinkedIn profile. There's a lot of professionals that can help you do this if you're not sure, because it's often not as simple as just creating a LinkedIn profile. You have to have make sure that it hits all the right SEO marks so it shows up in searches. So once you do that, the second thing I would say is build a network on LinkedIn, reach out to people who are in similar industries and niches as you, um, start commenting on their posts, build a rapport with them, don't ask them for anything, just build a relationship, build a network, get it as big as you can. And so then when the time's right, you can reach out and offer a collaboration that's mutually beneficial. That's the key, you know, hey, let's work together on this. How can I help your business? But LinkedIn is definitely the number one way to go. What ways do you recommend optimizing your LinkedIn profile? If you're allowed to give that unpaid advice. <laughs> um, so LinkedIn itself has a step-by-step -step process that it says you need to add this to your profile, you need to add that to your profile. So that's for free. 
you know, if, if you just follow what LinkedIn says and it will say, um, add skills, for example, add as many relevant skills as you can, um, add as many tools that you're familiar with as you can. Um, and especially in the tools section, if you look at jobs that you're interested in or tools that are big in the industry that you're in and add those onto your LinkedIn profile, when companies run a search for you and they'll say, we want someone that's familiar with uh, Mailshake, for example, or Hrefs, and then they see you'll come up in that search. Um, so looking into the tools that they use, looking into the any keywords that you see in potential client searches or in potential employer searches, try and incorporate those keywords into your profile somehow, whether it's in the about me or the skills section, because that will help you to show up in their searches better, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And then hitting on those certain skills, what do you think are the most valuable skills for a PR professional? So I think, firstly, I mean, in, in um, non-practical terms, like a, like a, a people handling skills, the human touch, that's something that people have been saying and stressing a lot more, especially as we move towards complete AI, everything is digitized, everything's automated. We, you know, we have all those chat bobs that pop up. How can I help you today? And it takes you hours to speak to a real human being. And by then you're pulling your hair up. No, Susan, you're not a real person. Has that helped? No, it hasn't, Susan, because I already went on your website. You know, the human touch, you can't forget that. So even if you're writing templates for mass outreach campaigns to lots of people, really try and keep it personal. You know, use emojis, use casual language. Don't be afraid to be self-deprecating. Use humor. People love that. And in PR, I've seen many times if you approach someone with a dear sir, madam, automated kind of thing they're not even going to bother responding whereas if like hey so and so you know what do you think about this would be awesome to have you on board let me know your thoughts so the human touch i think is a huge skill i would say as a pr person and um, the second thing is from a more technical viewpoint to have a functioning knowledge of search engine optimization seo even if it's just a little bit because when you're reaching out to companies that are more technical and saying, hey, I can do PR for you or my client would love to feature on your blog, they might respond with, well, your client has a domain ranking of nine, which is actually pretty rubbish. So anything that we put on their site or anything that goes on our site is just not going to work. But if you have a good knowledge of search engine optimization, then you can tell your client, look, you need to boost your domain ranking, use these keywords you know, get it done. And so I've seen a lot of ads even for um, a PR uh, job position where they say we want SEO knowledge. So I would say those two skills, definitely. And to touch on that, what you said about emailing and stuff, I just want to say I appreciate the way that you were communicating. Smiley faces go a long way. LOLs, ha-has, like makes you, yeah, like you said, just more personalized, like not that cold um, interactions. I just, I appreciated that about you. So thank you for sharing that advice. Bye. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, Not everyone does. I'll tell you what, Emma, you get the occasional person that writes back. This is very unprofessional, you know, but for, for every one of those people, you get 10 more people like yourself that are, are like, yay, an actual human who, you know, is really on the other side of that 
laptop speaking to me and um and it just makes interactions so much nicer in general. The process doesn't have to be awkward. Cold emailing doesn't have to be this horrible, dreadful, uncomfortable thing. I think especially the younger generation, we, we kind of really shy away from cold calling, cold emailing. It feels super awkward. We hate it. You know, we'd much rather a text message or something. Just the idea of, of picking up a phone and speaking to someone is like, ah, at least for me, I, I have serious phone phobia. <laughs> But there is a way to make it fun. So I was doing my research and I saw that you're really, you do a lot of content writing. You mentioned that before. So how has your knowledge of writing been helpful within your career and PR specifically? So I definitely use writing just in all aspects of my job. I mean, one of the main things I do a lot is write templates for email outreach campaigns. So that can be up to five step or even eight step campaign you know where if the person doesn't respond then you have another one and another one and that you send them but it's really important to use you know good grammar even though you might make mistakes in that or know how so that's one aspect I do is writing templates um completely different writing style for writing pitches for journalists that's usually um you know it will be a very technical question like uh, how do you think AI is helping in marketing. And if I'm pitching for um, Pearl Lemon for uh, my employer, Deepak Shukla, because he's an SEO consultant, I will be like, oh, you know, he here are Deepak's thoughts on your query. And then you need to write very technical, you know, um, we use automated campaigns and, and, and that's another thing. Then you need to be very grammatically correct. Uh, writing web copy for landing pages is another thing I do. So if we have new uh, websites, for example, our interview series will need a, a landing page for that. Then you want to write kind of very engaging web content that says, you know, shine the light on entrepreneurs and um, X industry. And, uh, and then also sometimes I write guest posts for other websites, content writing for ProLemon, um, how to get mentions, how to get media mentions, things like that. And then it's kind of a combination of all those things. But I would say without a good knowledge of competent writing skills and not just being grammatically correct and technical, but knowing how to write for the internet, it's quite different than, for example, academic writing. And you have to kind of know when to switch or if you're doing a, a client campaign, they might have their own brand voice. Um, like I write for Resume Cat sometimes and they're an online CV building um company and they love cat puns so i had to uh, spend a lot of time googling and researching appropriate cat puns like help your help your resume land on all fours and things like that which was fun that is too funny oh. <laughs> so is there anything else that you wanted to touch on in the interview like any other pointers or plugs that you wanted to throw in there i would say um if you're thinking of getting into PR, don't be daunted. Don't be put off. Don't think, oh my goodness, I don't know where to start. It, it's not as hard as, as you think. Like, you know, it's sometimes it's, it's just as simple as having the right person or brand that you're pitching for. You know, so if you believe in your product, you believe in your clients, you believe in your brand, don't be afraid to say, hey, are you interested and reach out to people? Because the worst thing that can happen is someone says, no, thank you. That's literally it. And 
if you haven't asked, then it's, it's the same as if they've said no in the first place. And also not to be afraid and think you're not good enough because the fact is that everyone out there is winging it. If, if, if we think that we're not we're lying to ourselves or to someone else, I'd, you know, I've I've spoken with marketing experts over there in the US. Um, you know, we've been featured in Forbes and things and behind every big name or big corporation is just a real person sitting there, you know, on Zoom with their cat or their dog around their feet, just like we are and um, thinking, God, when can I have my coffee or I really should go for a run and just not being afraid to go for it. And the worst that can happen is someone says no. That was beautiful. I'm like taking notes. Oh, that was good. Really hope it uh, brings value to your listeners and anyone else wondering about getting into PR, just go for it. It's a booming industry. It's only going to get bigger. And um, I think we can all do a lot of good with it as well, because a lot of brands are looking to go more ethical with their marketing, looking for more sustainable ways that they can collaborate. And so I think being a part of that in 2021, VAR PR is a fantastic uh, goal if anyone wants to do that. Yay, perfect. Thank you so much again. Thanks for listening. Tune in every other Wednesday for a new episode of PR Hangover. Follow us on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA and visit GVPRSSA.com to get insights on this week's episode.